Letter forty three of Clarissa Harlowe, volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clarissa Harlowe, volume three, by Samuel Richardson. Letter forty three. Miss Clarissa Harlowe in continuation and now my dear a few words as to the prohibition laid upon you a subject that i have frequently touched upon but cursorily because i was afraid to trust myself with it knowing that my judgment if i did would condemn my practice you command me not to attempt to dissuade you from this correspondence and you tell me how kindly mr hickman approves of it and how obliging he is to me to permit it to be carried on under cover to him but this does not quite satisfy me i am a very bad casuist and the pleasure i take in writing to you who are the only one to whom i can disburden my mind may make me as i have hinted very partial to my own wishes else if it were not an artful evasion beneath an open and frank heart to wish to be complied with i would be glad methinks to be permitted still to write to you and only to have such occasional returns by mr hickman's pen as well as cover as might set me right when i am wrong confirm me when right and guide me where i doubt this would enable me to proceed in the difficult path before me with more assuredness for whatever i suffer from the censure of others if i can preserve your good opinion i shall not be altogether unhappy let what will befall me and indeed my dear i know not how to forbear writing i have now no other employment or diversion and i must write on although i were not to send it to anybody you have often heard me own the advantages i have found from writing down everything of moment that befalls me and of all i think and of all i do that may be of future use to me for besides that this helps to form one to a style and opens and expands the ductile mind every one will find that many a good thought evaporates in thinking many a good resolution goes off driven out of memory perhaps by some other not so good but when i set down what i will do or what i have done on this or that occasion the resolution or action is before me either to be adhered to withdrawn or amended and i have entered into compact with myself as i may say having given it under my own hand to improve rather than to go backward as i live longer i would willingly therefore write to you if i might the rather as it would be the more inspiriting to have some end in view in what i write some friend to please 
besides merely seeking to gratify my passion for scribbling but why if your mother will permit our correspondence on communicating to her all that passes in it and if she would condescend to one only condition may it not be complied with would she not do you think my dear be prevailed upon to have the communication made to her in confidence if there were any prospect of a reconciliation with my friends i should not have so much regard for my pride as to be afraid of anybody's knowing how much i have been outwitted as you call it i would in that case when i had left mr lovelace acquaint your mother and all my own friends with the whole of my story it would behove me so to do for my own reputation and for their satisfaction but if i have no such prospect what will the communication of my reluctance to go away with mr lovelace and of his arts to frighten me away avail me your mother has hinted that my friends would insist upon my returning home to them as a proof of the truth of my plea to be disposed of without condition at their pleasure if i scrupled this my brother would rather triumph over me than keep my secret mr lovelace whose pride already so ill brooks my regrets for meeting him when he thinks if i had not i must have been mr solmes's wife would perhaps treat me with indignity and thus deprived of all refuge and protection i should become the scoff of men of intrigue a disgrace to my sex while that avowed love however indiscreetly shown which is followed by marriage will find more excuses made for it than generally it ought to find but if your mother will receive the communication in confidence pray show her all that i have written or shall write if my past conduct in that case shall not be found to deserve heavy blame i shall then perhaps have the benefit of her advice as well as yours and if after a re-establishment in her favour i shall wilfully deserve blame for the time to come i will be content to be denied yours as well as hers for ever as to cramping my spirit as you call it were i to sit down to write what i know your mother must see that my dear is already cramped and do not think so unhandsomely of your mother as to fear that she would make partial constructions against me neither you nor i can doubt but that had she been left unprepossessedly to herself she would have shown favour to me and so i dare say would my uncle antony nay my dear i can extend charity still farther for i am sometimes of opinion that were my brother and sister absolutely certain that they had so far ruined me in the opinion of both my uncles as that they need not be apprehensive of my clashing with their interests they would not oppose a pardon although they might not wish a reconciliation 
especially if I would make a few sacrifices to them, which, I assure you, I should be inclined to make were I wholly free and independent on this man. You know I never valued myself upon worldly acquisitions, but as they enlarged my power to do things I loved to do. And if I were denied the power, I must, as I now do, curb my inclination. Do not, however, think me guilty of an affectation in what I have said of my brother and sister. Severe enough, I am sure it is, in the most favorable sense. And an indifferent person will be of opinion that they are much better warranted than ever for the sake of the family honor to seek to ruin me in the favor of all my friends but to the former topic try my dear if your mother will upon the condition above given permit our correspondence on seeing all we write but if she will not what a selfishness would there be in my love to you were i to wish you to forego your duty for my sake and now one word as to the freedom i have treated you with in this tedious expostulatory address i presume upon your forgiveness of it because few friendships are founded on such a basis as ours which is freely to give reproof and thankfully to receive it as occasions arise that so either may have opportunity to clear up mistakes to acknowledge and amend errors as well in behavior as in words and deeds and to rectify and confirm each other in the judgment each shall form upon persons things and circumstances and all this upon the following consideration that it is much more eligible as well as honorable to be corrected with the gentleness that may be expected from an undoubted friend than by continuing either blind or wilful to expose ourselves to the censures of an envious and perhaps malignant world but it is as needless i dare say to remind you of this as it is to repeat my request so often repeated that you will not in your turn spare the follies and the faults of your ever affectionate clarissa harlowe subjoined to the above i said that i would avoid writing anything of my own particular affairs in the above address if i could i will write one letter more to inform you how i stand with this man but my dear you must permit that one and your answer to it for i want your advice upon the contents of mine and the copy of one i have written to my aunt to be the last that shall pass between us while the prohibition continues i fear i very much fear that my unhappy situation will draw me in to being guilty of evasion of little affectations and of curvings from the plain simple truth which i was wont to delight in and prefer to every other consideration but allow me to say and this for your sake 
and in order to lessen your mother's fears of any ill consequences that she might apprehend from our correspondence that if i am at any time guilty of a failure in these respects i will not go on in it but endeavour to recover my lost ground that i may not bring error into habit i have deferred going to town at mrs sorlings's earnest request but have fixed my removal to monday as i shall acquaint you in my next i have already made a progress in that next but having an unexpected opportunity will send this by itself End of letter forty three